and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? I'm dreaming of a snow, snowy day. Just like the ones we used to know, Adam. Yeah, it's supposed to snow. Supposed to snow. Not supposed to be a lot. It's supposed to be hella messy. Oh, it snowed. Uh, it snowed last week in Provo. So what else is fucking new? I know, right? It's like snowed all winter. Might, as well, just... might as well you could be in the North Pole. Yeah. Ho ho ho! Well, it's great for all the skiers out out here, you know, and the tourism for all that. Yeah, considering uh, anybody who well, if you're up in if you're up in like Vermont and New Hampshire, you're getting you're getting dumped on. But like Poconos, Poconos has gotten jack dick. Yeah, well, I'm talking about where I am. Where like I if know, you go up to saying. no, that's I know. What I'm saying you got that fresh powder. Yeah, well, you know they say it's the best powder in the in the country. You got that fresh powder. You could shred some rails, bro. That's like a it's like a marketing thing. It's like you we have the best powder in the United States. Really? Did you, did you, your company come up with that one? Do you no. have a podcast for that? No. I could do it for you. I could do it for you. <laughs> I could I could, I could, I could do marketing powder. for Bravo. We got we got sick powder, bro. Well, really it's more like northern Utah and like uh Park City and Salt Lake City and What what, what do people Austin. in Utah sound like? Do you have like do you have like a general accent for me? I don't really have a general accent. I know that. All right. Are they are they from, more like are they no? More... I, from what people told me, and I kind of understand is that they they drop their T's. So like when they say mountain mountain, they say mountain. Okay, so like I do mountain. Yeah, I do the same thing. Hey, bro. My name is Adam from Provo, Utah. Come check out the snowy mountains in Provo. Skiing, snowboarding. Shred some rails, man. We got the best fresh powder in the entire country, man. So come check us out here at Provo. <laughs> How was that? Terrifying. <laughs> well, would you, ra- would you more- rather that? Or would you rather be sick? I can sing again if you want me to. <laughs> no, it's fine. Are you sure? Um, yes. Are, are you sure? I can I can sing show tunes. You want me to sing some show tunes? No. <laughs> Why not? I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah. I know. Another thing that I've noticed a bit about the Utah accent, and like it's not really, it's not distinct, but um, some things they like. I don't know. Like f- some people say, feel like they say the the double e sound like an i so like instead of feel they would say like fill i think that's more like in like a mountain area thing sounds like something else sounds like a skill issue i don't know feel what how, how do they say e is e just oh, well, i no like, it's just a... here's here's the thing. Like tan side tangent. You know how okay. how in our our good friends in the UK, like my good friend Jamie Carragher, my good friend Stephen Gerrard, great mm-hmm. guys, great guys. How they say Zed? 
They do say that. Well, they do. They say that in Canada as well. Yeah, but zebra. Is that how they say zebra? No. Well, I don't know. I haven't heard as much of it. It's just it's really subtle. Like I'm probably making it sound more uh, serious or you're enunciating it a whole lot more, but it's bothering me. It definitely is bothering me. I, you need you 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 need to send me some evidence of this. I, I need to I need to hear some evidence. Okay. I think my impression was the best if I do say so myself. It's debatable, but I yeah that I don't know Utah doesn't really have an accent. I mean, people say that I don't have an accent until they hear until like some things they hear it, but mm-hmm. other other times like I thought you were from Utah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Utah, Utah. 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 No, actually, some people do say you say it like that, or they do say it like that. They say it like there's a W at the end of it <laughs> instead of an H. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm originally from Port Washington, or as the locals just call it, Port. <laughs> Occasionally, in my spare time, I usually go. See a nice concert or two down at Jones Beach Theater in Wantaw. Hey, I love Jones Beach. I've actually been there a number of times. It's I a love great, Jones Beach. Great theater. Jones Beach Theater. Bring the a sweatshirt. Theater. Bring a sweatshirt. It gets cold up there. Not the not the theater. Not the theater. The theater. No, 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 no. It's the theater. Do people say, uh, do you say uh, theater? No, it's theater. <laughs> T H E A T A H theater theater check spell check me on that one. <laughs> Thank God we don't do transcripts. Thank God. Thank God. The algorithm will be broken. <laughs> Adam, could you open up the window for me, please? It's a little, it's a little warm in here. Steamy. No, no, it's window. W-I-N-D-U-H. Winda. Adam, could you open the window for me, please? It's a little hot in here. A little toasty. I've heard, I've I also feel like heard, a hot tamale. I've heard winder as well. Winder. Yeah, I, I've heard winder. Winder and idea. Oh, idea. Oh, my God. My, my grandparents used to say idea. Honey, I have a yeah. great idea. Oh, honey, what's this idea you have in mind? Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. It, it, it's it's just language. It's just language. It's just language. It, Accents are fun. Yeah, exactly. The Brits, the Brits could say zebra all they want. Guess what? Fuck them. Well, they could say zebra and then forget how to pronounce the word, the letter H. Which right. They, yes, they say H. Well, okay. Well, that. But also, like in some words, they drop H. They they drop the letter H. I mean, I dropped the letter H when I say Jesus H Christ. Like, are you are you having a laugh? Oh, are you having a laugh? Yeah, you know who you know who is really having a laugh. Jamie Carragher. Everyone not associated with Chelsea Football Club. What what is happening to them? It's simply beautiful. It it, it really it brings a tear to my eye. It does. It's amazing. See it, Adam. We don't agree on many things related to the sphere of the of football this year. We don't agree on much. One thing we can agree on is that what is happening to that fucking club 
is beautiful. The funny thing is, uh, I, I want to find this quote so bad, but it's from Pep Guardiola talking about Manchester United's fantastic win in the Carabao Cup. And oh, and how they were all celebrating like they won the World Cup. Yeah. So here's the quote. Uh, I remember when we won our first Carabao Cup, we traveled to win and everyone was so excited. The staff players were new. The time we traveled there to win our to win a fourth in a row was it's okay. It's another one. Another another day at the office. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You you don't you don't have that when you're winning Premier League title and Premier League title and Premier League title. Obviously, the Premier League title is a lot tougher to win. Mm-hmm. But my rebuttal to all the Men United fans that are saying Eric Ten Hag is a better manager than Mikel Arteta. Eric Ten Hag has a squad that has a net worth of over a billion pounds. One billion. He went and he was able to go and sign Sandra Martinez, um, Casemiro. He had Rafael Varane. He had De Gea, uh, he had Luke Shaw, he had Marcus Rashford. A good team at his disposal. What did Big Arteta have? Well, also, it's like, really, you're going to use the Carabao Cup as your as your high watermark? Yep, yep. And if we're if we're going to go down that route, I'll say that Big Arteta had to take a nowhere near developed Arsenal team, pit them against Chelsea in an FA Cup semifinal, beat them, because we always beat them in the Cup. And then, we beat this little club called Manchester City in the final. Wait, no. I thought that was the other way around. No. No, we beat, Man- we beat you in the final. Oh. It was the final? I thought yes. it was the semifinal. No, we beat you in the final. Oh. Well. When Alba, when Alba scored against you. Beautiful stuff. Sight to behold. Well, Arsenal only care about the FA Cup anyway. And the gold Premier League trophy. Forgot about that one too. <laughs> Which none of yours are, by the way. Yeah, but we have more of them. That's fine because your club your club uh, started to exist in two thousand nine. Well, we still won. We won titles before then. The history the history of Manchester City started in two thousand and nine. Uh, I don't think so. I would I would say so. Well, you'd be wrong. How would I? How would I be wrong? Where, where, where were you before two thousand and nine? Starving off relegation—that's where you were. I don't know. Playing FIFA, I was in like sixth grade. God, <laughs> playing, playing second fiddle to Manchester United—that's what you were doing. Yeah, well, times change. I don't. I don't hate Man City. I do not hate Man City. Man City really? don't bother me. Man City do not bother me in the slightest. Like if you if you were to win the Champions League, cool. When you won when you won the league, you know all those to, all the times. What have you won? Five of the last six years, something like that. Yeah, something something like that. Okay, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. It, it really doesn't bother me because you, you history is defined over a 40, 50 year period. I'll leave it. I'll go on the shorter side. I'll say 30, 30 year period. And I'm not going to encapsulate, you can't encapsulate history, history into 14 years. 
Okay. While it has been a very successful run and a very fruitful run, also winning titles and competing at the top level when Man City were swimming around at the bottom. We've never been relegated, Adam. Make that very clear. The Arsenal have never been relegated. Okay. Who won the title? Who won the title? Who's won the title? Okay. Okay. All right. Before we move on, before we move on, we get to we get into the the the, the guts of the show. Sorry, not sorry for everybody that was here for great fantasy values. Because apparently we're doing this now. We won the league at Old Trafford. We won the league at the lane. We won the league at Anfield. And we won the league at the bridge. Fantastic stuff. Truly, it's awesome. Yeah. Did you say you won the league at Old Trafford? Unfortunately, no, because Paul Pogba decided to be like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do things." Mm. We still, we still had a hundred points that year. Hmm. Hmm. I can. We'll talk. Been... But have you ever been Centurions? I think. Having a hundred point, getting a hundred points, is more is just as impressive as going undefeated. You're out of your mind. A hundred points in a season that has only been done. It's only been done once before. You are out of your mind. That is an points. entirely different. That is an entirely different podcast <laughs> that we are absolutely doing. By the way, <laughs> thank you for giving me a podcast idea because we need ideas to fill until about until around August. So, thank you very much. You you just confirmed a segment that we are doing on the Basement Talk podcast. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Bring back the Basement Talk podcast debate. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, now now that we're here, now we dilly dallied enough. Let's get into some top values as far as fantasy players. Uh, heading into this next season. And we we love a good value here in the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. That's one of our values. Get it? Because it, yeah. What? I got nothing. Okay, fine, whatever. Somebody out there is laughing at my corny jokes. I would I would imagine so. I would imagine so. And, and I would say to those people, you might need a brain examination. That's ridiculous. But like what we're doing, like what we did last week, we're gonna name one player per position, and how do, do we want to classify a value? Um, as far I did as it, threshold. I did it as QBs outside the top twelve, running backs outside the top twenty-four, receivers outside the top twenty-four, and tight ends outside the top twelve. Works for me. So QB twos and lower, tight end twos and lower, RB threes and lower. Wide receiver three is lower. <clears throat> and just like everything that we talk about, because it's February, it's not free agency. The league year hasn't even started yet. Yep. Um, this list is subject to change, subject to uh, surprises. I mean, even today, as we were recording this a couple hours before we started recording this, we got the news that the commanders uh, cut Carson Wentz. 
Not a surprise. Not a surprise, but it does affect uh it still affects quarterback rankings. Of course. Yeah, of course. So, you know, anything can happen yes. that can change this. Sure. Uh so who is your uh quarterback value? Let's start there. Uh mine is Jared Goff. He is going as the QB 15 right now according to ECR. I have him as my QB 13. And in the ECR, he is going 123rd right now. Listen, I mean, Jared Goff, we, the home road splits, yeah, they were they, they were telling. But Jared Goff also had a season where he not only was he efficient passing the ball, he had around a 63 completion percent, 63% passer. I can't even fucking speak. He had a completion percentage of around 63%. He was essentially through for about 250 and two every single week. And he also had his occasional huge monster game 378 and four versus Seattle. Uh, week 16, 355 and three versus Carolina. Uh, week 14, 330 and three versus Minnesota. Uh, thir- week 13, 340 and two versus Jacksonville. He was really, really good. He was really, really solid. I think. Detroit knows what they have, right? They they have a team right now that they, they missed out on going to the playoffs by literally a game. And you could make a case that maybe Detroit deserved to go to the playoffs based on how well they played, how hard they fought. They, they, they legitimately, I, I, I think were America's team last year that everybody just rooted for the Detroit lions, myself included. I, I love them. Dan Campbell's an, un, an unbelievable job with that team. They are firmly ahead of schedule, and it comes down it comes down to Jared Goff. What's going to be interesting with Goff, though, and with the Lions, is I'm going to be very curious as to whether or not they're going to draft a quarterback uh, early in, in in this draft. I maybe it, not early, like in the first round, but maybe in the second or third round. If they do, I would be a little bit nervous, but not really nervous. If 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 that makes sense. But in any event, Jared Goff is still going to start next year. And you're basically going to get him for free. And at that point, yeah, I'm more than willing to take a chance on Jared Goff where where he's going right now in, in the ranks. I think it's I think he's criminally, criminally undervalued for, for yeah. the most part. And I, I really, really want to see if he can build on really what was a monster, monster bounce back season, his best season statistically since 2019 and his best passing year touchdown wise since 2018. So I, I, listen, I'm not a Jared Goff guy. I never have been a Jared Goff guy, but he proved me wrong this season. I love what I saw. And yeah, I'm a, I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I, I want to invest heavily in the Detroit lions selectively. That doesn't include Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift because that's just going to be a nightmare. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a nightmare. Yeah, if Jamal Williams comes back. Yeah, we, and and Jake and I actually recorded uh, our free agency prediction show today. That's actually going to be out in a couple weeks. So we just hopped on, recorded that today. That is evergreened AF for the next couple of weeks. If anything happens free agency wise before then that affects that show, I'm going to be sick. But <laughs> we love a nice evergreen. We do. We do. 
Honestly, looking at Jared Goff, you know how old Jared Goff is? Uh, 28. He is 28. Yep. Do the Lions really think about drafting a quarterback? Yes, I, I, I think so. To To develop one and potentially have a plan for the next couple of years? Yeah. But it obviously depends on who's there. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think they're trading up to go get a quarterback. I think if a quarterback quarterback falls in their laps, they'll they'll consider it. But actively pursue one? No. But consider one in the right circumstances? Yes. They, they the Lions dish in this draft in free agency, they have to improve that defense. Have to. Have to. Have to improve the defense, have to re-sign DJ Chark, and have to get maybe one more pass catcher in that offense. Maybe a tight end. Well, maybe that one pass catcher is Jameson Williams coming back from injury. Yeah, but, but, but even then, maybe maybe that maybe that is it. Um, and maybe that, that one pass catcher is a tight end. Like, if you have an offense, like, say, say they do re-sign DJ Chark, and you have an offense now of Amon Ra, Jameson Williams, DJ Chark, and I don't know, Mike Kosicki, let's just say. Sure, that works. That works. That's 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 pretty pretty solid, actually. That is pretty solid. And you know, Mike Kosicki is a guy that people are thinking, you know, he doesn't want to go back to Miami because he had a pretty horrible season. Yeah, no, he's not going back to Miami. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh so my guy, it's kind of hmm. I mean, you could just say Aaron Rodgers, but at this point, he's going to be where he's going to be a value. But if he goes to the Jets or if he goes to the, to the Raiders, like he goes to one of the one of those big landing spots, I think that he might vault his way into the into the top twelve. There's a chance, just because. He'll have better weapons and a better team around him, maybe. I mean, if he goes to the Raiders, he'll probably have a better team around him. If he goes to the Jets, he'll have a better team around him. But uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that he could be, he's a value now, but I don't know if he will be in the future. See, I, th- I think he will be, especially coming off of the down season. But I want to clarify one thing uh, Are you still operating under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is not going back to Green Bay? I am. Okay. Okay. Because I think he stays. I mean, how many how many years in a row? It's been three years that we've been doing the same song and dance. He loves it. He loves it. It's like a drug. We thought that he was getting traded during the 2020 draft. Yep. We were like, he's done. He's getting traded. That's it. And I mean, maybe that's why they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. Well, then but, what happens? They keep Aaron Rodgers and he wins one of two back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. So I would say they made the correct call on that one. They did make the correct call on that one. But I don't know. He's <laughs> They need to rebuild at some point. They're the Packers though. I don't I don't I don't think they rebuild. They retool, but they don't rebuild. Um well, also the contract. They want to get out of that contract cuz that contract it's taken until he's like forty-two. Or sure, they like want to they want to get out of get out of the contract, but 
it, at the end of the day, it comes down to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to move. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to move. It comes down to him. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I don't think I don't think the Jets, I, I've been saying this all along. I don't think the Jets make any sense for Aaron Rodgers. And I, I honestly, I don't think Aaron Rodgers makes sense for the Jets. I really don't. Well, the offense doesn't. I mean, it's probably going to be the same problem, but with a much, 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 much better quarterback than with Zach Wilson, where they play the they play the same way. Zach Wilson's a dog shit quarterback at this point, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't really fit with the West Coast dink and dunk, Hal Shanahan offense. No, no, he doesn't. But also, I mean, is that going to be the offense? Is that the kind of offense that Nathaniel Hackett's going to run? Is the question. That's also true. That's also true. I've been saying it all along. I think Carr is the best fit personality-wise as well. Like I think Carr kind of blends better with Sala. I think Carr blends better with New York. You think Rogers is going to be able to handle the New York media? I've been saying Probably. that all along too. No. Um, but in, in the thought of him being a value, I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you that Rodgers could be a value right now, but I also agree with what you said about how Rodgers eventually, when you know what his situation is going to be, yes, there is the possibility that Aaron Rodgers does creep back up to being a higher-end QB2. I do agree with that. Um, quarterback is just so deep, man. It, it's so deep. And... You could take a chance on so many of these guys, like Goff, Gino, Rogers, Garoppolo. When he goes somewhere, like if Garoppolo, what if Garoppolo goes to Tampa? Garoppolo goes to Tampa, then whew, he becomes part of that conversation as well. Like there are just so many really, really solid quarterback options for twenty twenty three. So, yeah, there is there is that possibility that one gets pushed up, and it could be Aaron Rodgers based on name value. But maybe you don't have to worry about it. Well, it could be a, the Russell Wilson effect, where like, sure, everybody rated Russell Wilson so highly after he got traded to Denver, and then you know we all know how that worked out. Stinks, stinks. Yeah, but Rogers, Rogers is a good value right now. He's a good value right now for where he's going. Absolutely, I, agree. I do Although agree it, with you. It is hard because there are. I feel like we say this every year, but there are so many this year specifically, though. There's so many quarterback dominoes that need to be fall to the default. It's just like the one of the biggest games of quarterback musical chairs out there. Rod, Rogers is number one. He's the biggest domino of them all. Yeah. But you have three guys in Rogers, Carr, Garoppolo, maybe even Tannehill, four guys there that could make huge impacts from a fantasy perspective on their teams. Gino. Well, Gino's. I'm talking about free agents. Gina's a free agent. Gina's a free agent? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Five yeah. guys. Yeah, Gina's a free agent. So, yeah. Those guys could really well, make an impact Lamar. on our team. Lamar, too. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, of, of course. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, Daniel Jones also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think you, you can kind of, I think, leave out. Daniel Jones, I think he's going to go back to the Giants. I think that's I, I, I think that's pretty dead set. I think. 
Like I'm way more confident Daniel Jones back to the Giants than I am about Lamar Jackson going back to, to the uh, to the Ravens. Which, if you said to me in November, I would have said you're out of your mind. Yeah, I, I'm just curious as, no. to see what <laughs> you know. You know when I really would have said you need to be drug tested? If you told me that back in August, if you said to me in August that in February I'd be saying to you that I am more confident that Daniel Jones is a giant week one of 2023 over Lamar Jackson being a Raven week one of 2023, I would have said you need to be tested for anabolic substances. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a time traveler, time traveler level take. Crazy. Hot tub time Crazy. machine level take. How so much has changed. So much has changed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, those are the guys that we're that we're looking at, and even the other lower key guys that could get traded. You know, like a like a Mac Jones, for example. Yeah, but is anybody really uh, wanting to go out and draft Mac Jones? No, no, because fuck the Patriots. But still, Mac Jones is not good either. No, he's not. Uh, okay, running back value oh. outside. Outside the top 24. One of my favorites. One, one of your favorites. favorites. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, Allow me to set my... I don't know why it defaults to standard. We always talk about PPR. 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 Fantasy Pros always defaults to standard. It I does. don't know why. It always throws me off. I'm like, why is... What's... What? But that's why. Um... Sure, why don't you go first? Uh, Tyler Algier. Hey, go Cougars. Go Cougars, baby. The number one graded rookie running back for 2022, ahead of Kenneth Walker and ahead of Brees Hall. You know other guys that have finished as the number one graded rookie running back? Some names like Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Ramondre Stevenson. Some guys you've, you may have heard of before. So Yeah, you may have heard of them. But what they also all have in common, those guys, Taylor, Jacobs, Chubb, Kamara, Stevenson, all then the following year, then went to go on as fit and finish as top eight running backs. So they all have that in common. Can Tyler Algier be the next guy to do that? We're, we're going to see. And it, he definitely has the, the possibility to go ahead and do that. Week 13, rest of the season, he, he was an absolute beast. He was RB 11 the rest of the way, averaging about 17, 18 carries a game, almost a hundred yards rushing. And most importantly, because I mean, Cordero Patterson's not going to be back next year uh, in Atlanta. Rip mommy. Great guy. Love him. He's just an incredible, incredible guy. But Tyler Algier out touched Cordero Patterson after week 13 over the last five games, let's say. That five-game sample size, he outtouched Cordero Patterson 95-57. to 57. Therefore, I think Algier is the favorite to be the lead ball toter for the Atlanta Falcons, and I am loving, loving Tyler Algier as a huge, huge fantasy boom in 2023. He is going to be a guy I have in a lot of places. That's solid. That's very solid. And, you know... RB20, you know, we, RB26, and he's going 67th in the ECR right now. 
that's yeah, that's a huge, that's a steal. He's going. Let me just let me just pull up because I have I have Algier in my ranks as the RB twenty, so I am much higher on Algier than the consensus is. So I have Algier is ahead of guys like Miles Sanders, AJ Dillon, Isaiah Pacheco, Leonard Fournette, but I have him. That, that's in the ECR, but then in my ranks. I have Algier ahead of Damian Pierce, Alvin Kamara, J.K. Dobbins, and Rashad White. And all those guys are ahead of Algier in the ECR. Yeah, in the ECR, the two guys that are ahead of and, – and David Montgomery as well. David Montgomery is also ahead of uh, Algier in the ECR, and I have I have Algier way ahead of Montgomery in, in, in my ranks. The only two guys – in like the 19 to 25 range that I have ahead of Algier are James Conner and J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers. Oh, well, of course. Great Cam Akers. Great guy. Absolute cultural icon. <laughs> um, My guy who's a value, I want to say Miles Sanders, but I don't. Because Where's he going to play next year? Yeah, I know. But also, if he goes back to the Eagles and they ban the the push, that's trademark, the push. If they ban that, then maybe Miles Sanders might get more goal line work. Who knows? But I think probably Isaiah Pacheco at this point. I like it. And this is another guy that might not be a value for long because, as you know, guy, Super Bowl heroes uh, go high in drafts. People love you know, recency bias and things like that. The Damian Williams disease. Yes, the Damian Williams effects. And like also all the Bengals that we saw, even though that ended up being true, that the Bengals were amazing. But that's something that we talked about last year where the Bengals were going very high in drafts. A lot yes. of guys on that team, whether it be Burrow or Mixon or Chase or Higgins. But Isaiah Pacheco, I mean, he really uh, set himself apart. I mean, you still have Jack McKinnon, who's there, uh, who was on an absolute tear uh, ending the 2022 uh, season. But I still think I, uh, Isaiah Pacheco is the guy in the backfield, even though it is kind of a committee, he's still the guy that's going to get the majority of, uh, of touches and who even knows what's going on with Clyde. He's the biggest wild card in this uh, chief's backfield. I think but he's gone I think, personally. I think he's probably either dealt or cut. Yeah. But Isaiah no, Pacheco. Pache- yeah. Pacheco's a good shout. Pacheco's a, a really, really good shout. The only concern that I have with Pacheco is, What's the situation going to be like with McKinnon? That's letter A and then letter B. Do they then bring in somebody else? Like, do they bring yeah. in another guy? That That's the only concern that I have with Pacheco. Well, it does feel like that Andy Reid likes three running backs, usually. He likes to have options. Yeah, he likes to have options. So I, I would imagine, whether it's via the draft or – 
via free agency, some guy in a one-year deal like a Ronald Jones again or or even bringing back Melvin Gordon, someone like that. But even then, those guys really wouldn't bring fear into my eyes in terms of taking touches away from Pacheco. Or they just keep Clyde. And if they, if they keep Clyde, there's always going to be that fear of, oh, God, is are they going to continue to use Clyde and potentially take touches away from Pacheco, who Pacheco was fantastic in the Super Bowl. He had over 100 yards rushing. Uh, he, he was great. Scored. He was yeah. awesome in that Super Bowl and deserves to be the guy. But does Andy Reid trust him enough to be the guy? And that is the ultimate question that I have. But outside of that, I am no issue. No issue with Pacheco. I like him a lot. Yeah. And honestly, really, is it Andy Reid? We'll see if it's either if it's Andy Reid or if it was Eric Bieniemy who likes committees or if it was both. Because, sure. you know, the the Chiefs now have a new old offensive coordinator. That's true. Uh, in in Matt Nagy. But, you know, I guess when Matt, when he was the offensive assistant or whatever, offensive coordinator in Kansas City, you know, Kansas City before, I feel like before Andy Reid, you know, they were known for having their one guy, whether it be Priest Holmes or Jamal Charles or Thomas Jones. So I don't know. I mean, that's like a couple of coaches ago. But still, it's something. You know, you go back to like the Schottenheimer days and then to Todd Haley and then whatever. But there's a history. Yeah, there is. Kansas oh, City not, having, not having a committee. Yeah. And they they could go back to that, but just modern NFL, it's very hard to find guys that are not, not in a committee. And I don't know if they're going to be uh, giving – a guy that's only going into his second year full reigns of of that offense which is about which is legitimately it's the only concern that i have yeah and that does kind of scare me a little bit just because jack mckinnon was so good in that stretch run that he he's earned uh more carries in the offense Along with uh, Pacheco, and that and that might hurt him in the in the long run, definitely. But um, yeah, but running back as opposed to quarterback, running back is such a shallow position. Um, that yeah, it is. Like you look at the at the tier five on the on fantasy pros, you have AJ Dillon, James Cook, Pacheco, Leonard Fournette, Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson, Cleo Herbert, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, Jamal Williams, and Jared McKinnon. All those guys are like nobody jumps off the page like I love, I love you unconditionally. There's none of these players are like I love you unconditionally. There's always risks attached to uh, to all these guys, frankly. Sure. Where whether it be um, committees or Will Jamal Williams break Barry Sanders's touchdown record again or break his own record basically uh, for touchdowns? Um, what does the commander's offense look like? What does Tampa Bay's offense look like? It's just a lot of question marks. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right. Wide receiver. You, know uh, you want me to go first or do you want to go first? We're on a roll. Why don't you go? Why don't you start? Um, ah, uh, this is such a tough one because I want, I want to, I want to pick Terry McLaurin. Just because I do too. I, lo- I love the hire of Eric Beniemi. 
for for him. It, it, obviously, there's going to be questions about who the quarterback is going to be and, and and whatnot. But I think that hire, oh my god, I think it is so good for Terry McLaurin. It's crazy, and he's the wide receiver 25 right now. I have him at wide receiver 27 in my ranks, um, but I'm definitely going to have to move him up. Um, but the guy that I did choose, who is the wide receiver 33 right now, ECR is going at 72, is Christian Kirk. Like, I don't understand what Christian Kirk has to do. Christian Kirk had a career season after Jake and I, not Adam, because Adam was very on the anti-Christian Kirk bandwagon, no offense. Um, he I apologize. Across the board, he put up career highs. He was the wide receiver 18 in fantasy points per game, had just about a 23% target share. Uh, let's see, he was 12th in deep targets, 5th in red zone looks, 22 in yards per route run. He was a beast in the slot. And the problem that we have now with Christian Kirk is because we have Calvin Ridley coming back. Adam. Remind me. Remind me of something. Christian Kirk. Uh, excuse me, not Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's a great guy. Calvin Ridley has not played football in how long? One full calendar year. And then time added on from when he left the team after the London game. So we're talking almost a year and a half he has not played football. Correct. What am I missing? What on earth am I missing? Now, what I will say is thank sweet Jesus that Calvin Ridley is only at wide receiver 46 right now. Thank God. But I have a feeling that Ridley's getting closer to, to Kirk as we get closer to drafts, and it's going to absolutely kill me. Well, like, people it, are going to be it, like it, expecting prime Atlanta Falcons Calvin Ridley. Uh, when... Honestly, it, it, it may give me an aneurysm. Like, Who knows? I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. What else does Christian Kirk have to do? And people, they paid him to be the guy. Yes, they traded for Calvin Ridley. I got it. But Christian Kirk is their guy. Is Are there weeks where Ridley's going to have his games? Absolutely. No doubt about it. But we've seen Keenan Allen be good and Mike Williams be good. If everyone is so high... On Mike Evans and Chris right? Godwin. Evans and Chris Godwin. Season? Sure. We've seen weeks where they've both been good. Absolutely. If everyone is so high on the Jags, this guy's this guy's been there. This guy's had a year to work with Trevor Lawrence. Who, by the way, I did say was gonna have a bounce back year after everyone did write him off after calling him a generational prospect. That's not a here nor there. But what? 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 Adam, what am I missing? Like, what? What am I? Please, if I if I'm wrong, I want you to tell me. Well, listen, because I was I wrong don't about Chris- see it. I was wrong about Christian Kirk. I get it. I've come. I've come to the other side. Yes, you made you've made peace with that one. Yeah, I get it. People are wrong. I understand. But I don't. I don't know. Maybe people are like. Maybe people just don't know like how good Christian Kirk was. Relatively, uh, last year, 
Like and how how can you have how can you have Hollywood Brown over Christian Kirk? Yeah. Like how 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 could you have Jerry Judy above Chris, uh, Christian Kirk? Deontay Johnson over Christian Kirk is is criminal. Yeah, it's pretty criminal too. <laughs> like what 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 am I missing? Deontay no touchdowns Johnson. What, what I, he did have a two point conversion. Oh, he did. He well, did find the. He did find the end zone. I'm just for, excuse just for two me. instead of six. Excuse me. <laughs> like, what? Seriously, my tongue. Seriously, what am I missing? I don't get it. I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't fucking understand. Do, do see- you want to know where I have in my ranks, Adam? I think it's the contract. To be honest with you, I think people are still mad at the co- about the uh, contract, and they're, or they're like mad that they're wrong. Do you, you want to know where I have in my ranks? Where I am is my wide receiver twenty six. I'm seven spots higher than the consensus. That would place him where Christian Watson is. I have him above Christian Watson. Okay, for now, for now. And I love Christian Watson. Oh my god! If Aaron Rodgers goes back there and there's no Alan Lazard, <laughs> I'll need to contain myself. No promises. No promises. Oh my god! That yeah. would just be as the as the kids say, Adam. Christian Watson in that offense with just Aaron Rodgers and no Alan Lazard, that would be, as the kids say, sex. <laughs> that would be that. Somebody clip that. Why not? Why I could, not? I could, I could, I, I, when I get my when I get my switchboard, we can. I'll, I'll cue, cue that up instead of me having to say it. That would be sex. That's exactly what we need. More drops. We need drops. But lots of drops. Everybody loves them. Um, my value is oh, I love Terry McLaurin, but it's not Terry McLaurin. It's his teammate. One of his teammates, anyway. Not that one. Jahan Dotson. Great one. Great <laughs> one. He was another one I was considering. I'm like, no, not Curtis Samuel. Adam, you nearly put me into the grave. I'm not even going to lie. You you nearly sent me to an early death. Yeah, no. Carson Wentz isn't there anymore. Curtis Samuel is dead. Oh, no. Oh, no. Adam, I have to make this change. Do you know where I have Curtis Samuel in my ranks? Where? Oh, God. Do you have him at 69? I have him as a wide receiver. Nice. (laughs) Oh, that can't be. I have to make that change. Do for the content. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh oh, there's something. God, he's the wide receiver. Nice, Adam. It's not that nice. Oh, who's my overall? Who's my overall player? Nice. Oh oh, okay. <laughs> I knew why I picked him. It's time last year. <laughs> Oh, very nice indeed. That is very nice. Wow, interesting. I have him, I have him higher in my running back ranks, but lower in my ECR ranks. Hmm, interesting. But back to Jahan Dotson. I mean, this is so not a me pick 
because John Dotson is like such a boomer bust play. But John Dotson does have a lot of potential with yes, this offense. And we saw it at the end of last year when he came back from injury. He was getting just as many, he was getting just as many fancy points as Terry McLaurin in some weeks, if not more. I mean, I remember that Giants game where he had that long bomb, uh, that long touchdown. And um, yeah, just, just John Dotson. He's great. He has a, there is definitely the potential where, you know, he was hurt last year and he missed five games on and off the injury report. But when he was there, he was there. He was good. He was pretty good. Yeah, I think he, he missed five games, too, in the in the middle of the season, I believe. But yes, uh, outside of that, I mean, you just look at his raw numbers, seven touchdowns for him. That's fantastic. Like, like we could, we could talk about, like, the best rookie receivers from last year. I think, you know, the consensus would say the two best rookie receivers from a year ago were Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave. Chris Olave. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Garrett Wilson had four touchdowns a year ago, and then Chris Olave, off the top of my head, had, I believe it was four as well. Yeah, four as well. So Jahan Dotson, in lesser games, mind you, had more touchdowns than both Olave and Garrett Wilson. And if you want to take and put him against the guy who was the number one receiver drafted in Drake London, Drake London only had four touchdowns as well. So John Dotson, there is absolutely a platform for Jahan Dotson to take off and have a huge year too. Um, obviously, it all depends on who the quarterback is going to be for Washington. I think, Adam, we both can agree on that, right? Yes, I think, I think absolutely. Definitely depends on who the quarterback is going to be. Um, but yeah, I, listen, I I can't believe we haven't, we haven't really fought yet. Like we say, I think we got all of our fighting out at the beginning of the show. Because we just we've agreed on every single one, and I don't like it. Well, I don't think we're gonna fight at tight ends. We may, we may. Point. I'm not gonna try and pick a fight. Okay. Uh, who is your value at tight end? Uh, Greg Dolchich. I agree with you. Oh shit! Well, I, what? The, I was hoping we were gonna, we were going to fight over that one. That was the one I was I was banking on for a fight. But the tight really? the tight end fourteen. Well, I'm going to explain it. The tight end okay. fourteen, and he is the ECR. He's at 135th right now. I have him as my tight end twelve over Colcomet and Dawson Knox, who are both higher in the uh, expert consensus. I look at what Denver did this offseason with Sean Payton, and you can criticize the move all you want, but what does Sean Payton? know how to do that is to utilize tight ends to be very valuable in his passing attack specifically downfield and what does greg dolchich do what did, what was he renowned for when he came out last year out of ucla his downfield threat it's a match made in heaven now will sean payton give greg dolchich carte blanche to do that that's another problem Will Greg Dolchich be healthy? He missed five games during the season, but I believe it was a hamstring. That's also another problem. But I think that second-year bounce 
where he definitely has that appeal where I could say, well, I think we all have to agree first and foremost that the Broncos offense is going to be better. The Broncos in general are going to be better in 2023 with Sean Payton. I think we could all agree on that. How much better is a different story, but I don't know. Joe Lombardi is our offensive coordinator. True. True. I I think they will be better, but they're still in a gauntlet, gauntlet of an AFC West. The Chargers are going to improve. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, and the Raiders probably are going to hopefully improve depending on who the quarterback is that they signed. So there are going to be a lot of shootouts. And I, 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 when we said this last year, I'm going to go die on the hill again. I think it's probably pretty beneficial, actually, that you want to have as much stake in the AFC West as you possibly can. And why not take a chance on a guy that is basically going to be going for free, has significant upside, and is in an offense with a head coach that we have seen produce monster tight ends before. Namely, See, some guy some guy named Jimmy Grant. Did you know that Jimmy Grant played basketball? Right. Like like everybody? But also like Jimmy everybody. Grant. Jimmy, like Jimmy Graham. Oh, wow. Another basketball player at tight end. I've never heard of that one before. Never heard of that before. But, I mean, you know, Jimmy Graham, he was able to get a couple of great years out of Jared Cook. As well at tight end in New Orleans. And yep. Taysom Hill, I guess. If you want to count sure. him as a tight end. List is a tight end. I don't know if I would count him though. No. But I mean Jimmy Graham is the one, is that guy. And also yeah, he, he had fifty five was... targets in in ten games. I I I definitely think Dolchich is going to <sighs> I think set. I think seventy-five, eighty targets is a reasonable expectation for Dolchitz. Yeah, also gotta, he, you also got to consider as well that he was he was out for for five games. So do do the math. Yeah, yeah, eighty targets is definitely within reach for Dolchitz. I haven't done any projections yet, obviously, but eighty is definitely, definitely, I think a good number for Dolchitz. He was reliable down the stretch when the Broncos were just completely injured at receiver. Yeah, but the problem was also that's when that's when Russell Wilson wasn't there. Well, yes, some and of it, his, some of it, his, some of it was with Russ, and then some of it was without Russ. Well, his breakout game, if you want to call it that, his breakout game was with Brett Rippon against yes. the Jets. Yes, correct. But he was still good. He was still good. Was that his breakout uh, game though? I feel like he had a better game than that. That was his first one. Didn't he have a breakout game? No, his good game was against Baltimore. Actually. He had, I thought he had a... Yeah, he did. Six catches for 85 yards. Oh, yeah. No, that game was better. And then he had four catches for 87 yards against Jacksonville. Yeah, but he well, was targeted. He was targeted the most against the Jets. Yes. Gee, I wonder. I wonder why. Because Jets don't know how to cover tight ends. Exactly. Still. Thank you. Still don't know how to cover <laughs> tight ends. <laughs> but yeah, Greg Dolchich is that guy, and he's great. Uh, who will I say as my value tight end? I thought you were going to ask me. I was like, I was just like, wait. You just said. I just I just gave you mine. We just did this. Don't make don't make me pick another one. 
How can you pick another one? No, f- fuck that. <laughs> I don't know. Zach Ertz, sure. Zach that Ertz is, is your guy. <laughs> love Zach Ertz. You love him. You love him. That is your drug. Get well soon, Zach Ertz. That is your drug. You love Zach Ertz. He will not be drafted. I'll tell you that. No, I I think this is the McBride season for Arizona. I don't know. It's hard to pick like who's going to be like a fantastic tight end value out of this out of this uh, crop of players. Unless you want to toe the line, like really go on the edge and say like, oh, Dawson Knox. Is like a tight end value, but is he though? Not really. Not really. I don't like Dawson Knox a, a whole bunch. No. Um, Tyler Higby could be that. Could be that guy for you. Sure. In a, in a full Rams offense where you have Matt Stafford back, yeah, yeah, I could see. I could see that. I actually do like, depending on what the quarterback situation is going to be here uh, in Tennessee. I like Jagosi McConquo a little bit too. Yeah. With no, with no Austin Hooper going back there next year, most likely. Um, but if no Tannehill back there and they just stick with Leak Willis, that becomes a bit problematic. Or Josh Dobbs, because knowing Mike Brable, Mike Brable will see something in Josh Dobbs and make it and make it seem like, oh yeah, he's our guy. Yeah. Be well, very on yeah, brand for Mike Brable, Mr. I Mike, I hate fantasy football Brable. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, depending on a quarterback situation, there's a chance. I mean, Derek Carr likes throwing a quarterback or throwing to tight ends. If the Jets sign Derek Carr, maybe Tyler Conklin is that guy who sure. could be uh, who could be a value for you. But sure. I don't know if it's worth it. And like Tyler Conklin, like I said, I joked a little bit that you're not going to draft Zacherts. You are not drafting Tyler Conklin. No. He is not going to be drafted. No, no. Tyler Conklin right leads. now in my t- in my tight end ranks, I have him as my as my tight end thirty three. He's free. Yeah. Where the heck is he? Adam. Adam, I'm so sorry. This one this one, just escaped me. I know who my Titan sleeper had to have been. And I missed who? it. This is a this is terrible on my part. I'm I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's my good friend. Start of the week. Regular. Kadon. Just an incredible guy. It's like it could have been like three guys. I'm like, is it Cole Komet? Is it Kate Otten? Is it Logan Paulson? Logan Paulson. Now, listen, I love Logan Paulson. We love Logan Paulson. He's a great guy. Yeah, we have the Logan Paulson fan club. We are are the Logan Paulson fan club. Absolutely. Kate Otten, I tell you, he is a special talent. Also, Hunter Henry was another person that, yeah. The Hall of Famer. Speaking of things I'm wrong about, that you'll never let me live down. (laughs) That definitely is not picking up. (laughs) That is the, uh, that was the, probably my coldest, no, hottest take that never, that never came true. It's a great take, Adam. That's a great take. It was like 2018 when I said that. That is a friend. <laughs> that is a friend. He was just coming off of, his, of tearing his ACL. And I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah, yeah, he's potential to be a Hall of Fame tight end. Yes, he does. 
It is a special take. But I don't know about that. Where's your belief in our friend, Hunter Henry? It all went away when you signed with New England. Boo. The bad bad is not there anymore. Fuck the Pats. No, bad Bill Belichick is gone. Bill Belichick's still there. The bo- the, the boogeyman is gone. Bill Belichick's still there. Nah, the boogie the, the boogeyman is no longer there. The boogeyman is out of your life for good. You don't know that. <laughs> he could come back. You never know. <laughs> never say never with uh, good old Thomas. Ugh. Please no. I love him. I miss him. I miss him Ugh. so much. I don't. Oh my god! That I would never forget it for as long for as long as I live. My dad getting so much shit when he when he went to Bucks Bucks Jets in his Brady jersey, and they're getting shit on the entire game. And my dad is not happy at all. He's a big Brady guy. Loves Brady, and named his named his dog after Brady. That's a bit excessive. Brady. It's a cute name. It is a cute name. But not it's not B-R-A-D-Y. No, no, no. B-R-A-D-I-E. Oh. It's not even spelled the same way. No, because it's a girl. Oh. I get you. Because it's a girl. So you gotta you gotta yeah, the I E. But when uh when when Thomas threw that touch threw that touchdown at the end of the game to who the hell who the hell caught that touchdown? Was it it's probably like Tyler Johnson or something. It was like Tyler that. Johnson. It was a hundred percent Tyler Johnson. My dad. Oh my god. All right, I can only say a second hand. And I wish I was there. I wish I was there. My dad. Oh my god. God bless him. Had the time of his life. And he he is not a fan of the New York Jets. He is not a fan. So I know. he let every Jets gather. fan. He let every Jets fan within ten miles know know what was up. And if if you could believe that I am anything like my father, considering we have the same fucking name and all, you could believe that I'm anything like him, you know how he ran his mouth. Oh, I basically every threat where you're like, if if X happens, hide. That happened. Correct. Everybody needed to hide uh, after that. <laughs> God, you make, you make me fucking choke at him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hide. Well, this has been fun. Friday, we will be having our NHL trade deadline show where we'll be talking about the New York Rangers and a bunch, of other, teams. And a bunch of other teams. We will see. Showtime! But honestly, we could have done the trade deadline show today. Because of all of the uh, trades that happened over the weekend, and no, 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 we can't. It's not showtime yet. No, of course not. It is not showtime yet. Christopher, but... Christopher Ellis Drury is making us wait. <laughs> well, more like the NHL salary cap is making us wait. They they have literally crunched this down to the cent, and it's so funny. It's hilarious. It is the... so funny. The levels of sorcery that they are using to make this trade happen. It's awesome. It is so awesome. It's like Glenn Sather is still there. Oh, wait. Yes, he is. He is.
it's still there. Oh, what a shock. What a shock. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Sid Birdsell, I am Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.